Oh, it's Turkey Day. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Onward with William McCarthy. I am live and direct coming at you from my van in California. Today marks three weeks. Three weeks. Oh! Same for the faint of heart. Good Lord, I'm in a van, y'all. You name it, I'm doing it. I'm doing, man, yesterday. Long one yesterday, wow. Um, yeah, I went 12 hours recording. Sometimes we gotta do it like this, you know. The thing that, that's new with my, uh, with my journey here is that I drive. And when you drive, you can't really do much. So if I have a long driving day or a series of them within a week, those are days that I can't really be in the studio. So uh, what I did is I woke up and I was like, all right, listen, I'm gonna write some music in a dense block. That's what's working for me lately, is like really dense blocks. So how is everybody? Here in uh, the US of A, we are celebrating Thanksgiving. Now, I could stand on the soapbox and kind of be a jerk about it and say that it's a Hallmark holiday. I don't think that the Indians ever, like, I don't think the story's really accurate, but that's just, you know, me. But I don't want to be like that guy. So. It's a nice day. It's, it revolves around gratitude and family. Come on, what more do you want? I am uh, in California with one of my oldest friends in the world. I've known him since I was 17. And uh, one of the joys of my life is actually slow dancing with his mom. She's a, she was, she's a divorcee a little later in life and she's an adorable human being and I have really sweet chats with her. She loves to go to church and she likes to bowl. She's a bowler. And uh, she also likes to cut a rug. So. Um, she's French Canadian, so I like to, uh, play her crazy kind of Canadian, uh, French Canadian, uh, country music in French. And I just get a real kick out of it. I think she's amazing. And, you know, I'm surrounded by dogs and dogs and kids and I'm, you'll probably hear some cars going by. The vision for this van, it's funny. I, I keep feeling like I'm having these Eureka moments, like, Wow. I can, I can edit in here and I can, and then I went back and I was looking through a bunch of files on my computer and I saw that I actually made this mission statement, like, you know, last March or something. Like my dream is to like have a vehicle where I go explore cultures and their music and my music. And I, I work on the road and I did build this thing to be a, have a production aspects for instance when you're doing van life i don't know if anyone saw nomadland uh you know it's a different thing like when i was a kid vans were kind of creepy like you didn't really want your daughter to date a guy in the van <laughs> and uh i don't know how it all happened but i i fell in love with it but i have the bed kind of like on this swivel type of bolt and it swivels up so it makes like the the cab of the van um, like a little studio and, I, and, um, I've been editing little films. And so, yes, I tried this like songwriting block and I do them, you know, pretty frequently. And what it was, was like, okay, let's go through some ideas and see what happens. And I was kind of like, <clears throat> I was kind of proud of myself. Like you go through a guitar. So 
people ask me all the time, like, what it's like to write music. Do you hear it? Like, do you kind of stumble upon ideas? And it's a little of both, like, but I was really, it was interesting to watch my own brain since I haven't um, been recording music. I've been doing more film stuff and, like, obviously the podcast and so on. Um, but, like, watching how my own brain works, uh, it's like I go through something and pretty soon I have the intro and pretty soon I have okay, that's the verse, that's the pre-chorus, bang, chorus, then kind of fish around a little longer, like, all right, that's an outro. What about the vocal, though? And uh, I, I I was just telling a friend yesterday, you know, I, I think the basis of, like, my musical foundation of melody, uh, I've, I've realized that it's nursery rhymes. I think that's our earliest... Sorry, I'm just waking up here. Uh that's our earliest kind of understanding of melody, right? Some people would probably find that through church hymns or, you know, whatever, religion. Uh, but I found it through nursery rhymes. And so, you know, when you think about a verse or chorus, a pre-chorus, outro, like they should be able to make sense standing alone by themselves. And I have been fascinated by actually Motown, if you look at Motown, not only was it like a genius creation by Barry Gordy, but if you look at Motown, the way it's arranged, my baby love, my baby love, oh, I miss you, da, 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 da. you know, and like basically they, what it was is there, the format back there, back then on radio was so short that these songs had to reach their conclusion in under three minutes and they Motown was like extremely sophisticated in how they arranged their music. So one thing that what music has quite a bit um, is symmetry, right? Balance um, that gets repeated twice, usually not three times or the outro will go four times, that kind of thing. And Motown was like really big on they would do a part once and the Beatles were kind of big on that as well. That's like getting into proper like arranging, which is a real, real masterful skill. I wouldn't say I'm an arranger. I'm more of, I think I'm just more of a folk like songwriter guy, but I've seen people do it and it's, it's impressive, man. We worked with a guy named Rob Moose uh, on our, I worked with him on my solo record and we also worked, Augustine's worked with him um, on the last two records and he plays with Bon Iver, um, and he plays with some other folks and he's one of these crazy guys that will just sit on a stool with his violin and basically like later bro he just goes for like eight hours just track after track and he builds up like these these uh basically orchestral arrangements I've seen another friend of mine Andrew do it it's impressive man so yeah uh, why am I uh, focusing on music? I have an EP that I'd like to release, and I I don't like being thin on songs, and I've kind of given everything in my satchel except for this one last EP, and I was just thinking, man, you know, this is a, a really uh, transformative time in my life. I, I'm sitting here in a van, and I feel like that guy from Northern Exposure. Remember the DJ guy, like the handsome dude? His name was John Corbett. I think it was John Corbett. Uh, he, he used to have like this kind of like nice beaming kind of smile and talk about mellow things from his little trailer. Remember that? What a comforting show that was. Uh, I actually took a piss next to that guy once in, uh, Seattle. 
He was wearing leather pants, which I thought was interesting. And he might have even been wearing sunglasses, like, inside. I don't know why I told you that, but <laughs> that's kind of how I feel, kind of northern exposure. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm out here. I'm driving around. I'm kind of uh, marveling at the fact this is the three-week mark. I have made it in a van. And if I'm honest with you, I, I, I do this on a motorcycle. Why couldn't I do it in a van? People ask me all the time, like, what's it like? And I got to be honest, like, it's a little different than I thought. Like, uh, one of the cool things about it is when you drive, you know, if you're, obviously it's winter, it's getting darker earlier. So you'll drive somewhere and it'll be dark and you park and you wake up and like, that's the first time you're actually seeing with your eyes, like where you are. And I've been in like Nebraska, New Jersey. I've woken up in the desert. I've woken up, uh you know, on the coast where it was really foggy. Uh, you do learn quickly, like where your phone gets service and where it doesn't. That's pretty difficult. It's hard for me to work um, with no signal. So sometimes like the super remote places are a little bit like, of a they're a little bit challenging. But other than that, it's like very, I kind of feel like the old man in the sea, you know, <laughs> the old, old guy in the mountain in a cabin or something. It's a I've definitely lived in apartments this size. Like I've had some pretty crappy New York apartments and this ain't so bad. Um, it, it's got solar, right? Which is, I don't know if anybody has solar out there. It's a little bit tricky. Like I, I have a light that I'm looking at. And I'm like, I wonder if you're going to go off today. It's a light that won't turn off. So it's like not all, uh, you know, it's not all shits and giggles. There's, there's some challenges, but yeah, I, I'm doing well. So for, as for this winter's project, I'm just kind of going, I'm just doing everything, if I'm honest. And it's, it, I'm able to do that because I'm out here on the road. And like, unlike a motorcycle where I'd be going in and out of hotels, man, you ever have that experience when you're traveling like cross country, you go to a hotel and you literally get in at 11 and you leave at seven. You basically, you're paying all this money just to use the shower. The van stuff like really eliminates that. You start looking at things very differently. Um, when things like socially, maybe your friends, uh, who maybe you're visiting are a little bit tired, you just go in your own space. It's, it's pretty nice. So I've been working on banjo, uh, ukulele, guitar. I've been playing, uh, keyboards and so on. And I, I really love it, man. Um, also writing, reading. It's, it's fantastic. Like for an artist and I highly, highly recommend it. So this is my day of giving thanks. You know, it's been a kind of a choppy time with the pandemic, and I know it's not been easy for everybody. Um, a friend of mine named Lindsay, Lindsay got uh, pretty ill last month. Um, she's recovering. I hope she's all right. If you're listening, Lindsay, thinking about you. Um, and yeah, we've seen we've seen it kind of come at us from all sides. Um, the Rittenhouse thing, this dude getting off uh, innocent, and it's like there's just such upheaval in America at the moment, I'm sure globally, but yeah, that's what we're going through here. And the pandemic sort of has exacerbated the whole thing. But that's where my friends and I come in, like the creatives of the world, like if we can offer some peace and some tranquility or just a little bit of a departure for a little moment, um, we're happy to do it. So support your local musician if you can. I know shows are a little weird at the moment, um, but we're going into the holidays and 
you know, how about that global warming? <laughs> I thought I was going to get a sunburn the other day. I'm like, wow, man, this is real stuff. It's really real stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm basically hard, like hard at work and feeling really positive about everything. I have great gratitude for this journey. Now I'm, I'm in the town that I wrote any town graffiti about. And I was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday and I was saying, you know, it's, it's a place that I go to lyrically in my head a lot. It's almost like the characters that I knew here are characters that, uh, that definitely belong in a song or a story. And they're very noteworthy for me, but it's like the, the big experiment is like, well, if you go there, does it even get intensified? The answer is no, actually it lives in our, it lives in my imagination. And that seems to be a lot more potent than actually physically going there. So I was giving the example, like, you know, what's cool about the van and the motorcycle stuff is like, you know, Hey, I really want to, there, I've, I've read about something perhaps maybe like with Native American people, maybe in South Dakota, and I would like to go there and like um, do some songwriting. So to all you creatives out there, you might be surprised, at least the way my brain ticks. Like if I went there, it would be it would be very different. And, and for me, like living in imagination is is kind of a beautiful thing that should be embraced. It, it's funny being a writer. Um, or, or a creator because you're basically manifesting things that really weren't there before and you're manifesting a non-reality and you're making it a reality and you're inviting other people to come like partake, participate or partake in it okay let's take a little break you've been listening to onward with william mccarthy live from the van All right, and we're back. Other interesting aspects of this journey. I came through uh, the town that I went to high school in. There's this old country road, and this country road is a very warm and kind of cozy, worn, old country um, lane, really going through a lot of these like olive trees. There's sheep, there's cows, there's horses. And I used to just love driving through this thing. I guess... I'm guilty of being nostalgic, right? So I, I just, it was my, I used to call it my favorite street in the whole world. And I went down it and it, it didn't do that much for me this time. And I drove by my high school and I had something totally new, a very strange passenger uh, in my journey. And it was sort of contempt. <laughs> I was looking at my town and I, I had just come from Ireland and I was like, wow, we had no music. I mean, you know, older bros with mullets, in Camaros or trucks, like listening to Garth Brooks or ACDC. Yes, we had music, but no one participated in shows. And it was so, uh, it was a unique experience to come from Ireland where like, I think if those people had two sticks to rub together, there'd be like rhythms and you know, jigs and people would be singing and like through the ages they've lived that way. I was kind of shocked. Um, you know, when you go to the American South, like it's so what's really nice about America is these regions have these different sort of, uh, they have different music and different folk, folk lore and traditions. America's full of them. You know, I was reading the other day that when Elvis publicly got a polio vaccine, um, 
after he got that vaccine, the success of the vaccine and people going to get it shot up 80%. And it just shows you like what role music plays in our life. And it just felt really strange driving through this town. Like, wow, I didn't start like really participating in music or meeting musicians probably till I was in my late teens, like nearly 20, which is sort of it's sad to me, but I'm also proud of myself that like I stuck it out speaking this language that I didn't know anyone that spoke. So yeah, that was a little bit shocking. I think uh, most kids learned like recorder when they're kids, right? Um, my, I learned that and saxophone and some like other kind of, I played a lyre, L-Y-R-E, like an old kind of Greek instrument. And I started playing guitar when I was 12. And I just like, the more I'm around my friends with kids and stuff when I'm like off the road, I just see these little guys. I'm like, you need instruments. You <laughs> get off your phone. The other day we're hanging out with my friend and like we're all in the living room and we're all watching a TV screen of his son playing a video game. We were watching the video game like as a form of entertainment. And it's him walking through these like strange um, dimensions with a, with a firearm killing people. Just sitting there like, how is this better than a harmonica, man? Um, and you don't want to be that preachy guy, you know, worked for me. Uh, you don't want to be that guy. But I'm like, man, this digital stuff is bananas. Um, thinking about development. Like if I had, if I had like a phone, man, how old would I have been when I saw porn? Man, you, like, I remember like looking at Cosmopolitan magazine and a girl in a bikini when I was like, 11 it was like that was like a very uh, <laughs> it's very racy i can't even imagine um you know what kids have access to and what it does to them however whenever i go down this road with friends and talk talk about it i think of new york city kids and new york city kids have been you know i have a friend of mine ben altman he was raised in manhattan and soho when it was really bad and these kids are exposed to stuff a bit too early but it also, it gives them this kind of maturity um, a lot earlier. Maybe with the uh, kind of tides of life coming in and out, their innocence kind of goes out to sea. It, like the more I'm spending time with my friends' kids and stuff as I'm traveling around, while there is a kind of digitalism and fast ADHD kind of images kind of shooting through your pupils and iris, just rapid speeds all day i am really stoked like when i am around these kids and they're gay like both i have th these friends they're two brothers both of them have a, a gay daughter and these kids are like 12 like it, it wasn't okay to be gay like when i was a kid like gay kids got totally tortured it was terrible and unfair and i think it's really cool that sort of it's a give and take um quote quote unquote woke culture um, Dave Chappelle's been doing a lot of pushing back about that. And I think what it is, is that we're just, we are just morphing into modern thought and our brains are working differently. It has different data and it's working at a completely different speed and it has different access than ever before, like mankind. Um, so when I see these kids that they don't have to be alone anymore, like, you know, we used to make I guess we had funny terms for it, goth or like emo, like those kids that were in all black and like black lipstick and stuff, you know, but we're all, I mean, we probably all met through music and like all music people are pretty, like we all have those, 
we're all bedroom kids, you know, listening to our headphones. Like I remember just bumping music. I remember Tracy Chapman's Fast Car when that came out. I remember listening to that over and over and over again. And I used to stay up. Hi, I'm Casey Kasem. This is a top 40 countdown. I used to listen to, I used to wait up all night. And Casey Kasem was on at like 11 o'clock at night. And he was this old, weird, leathery, trippy looking dude with like fake dyed hair. And he was like kind of creepy, but he had a radio show and it was, it was national. And he would play the top 40 hits starting like 40, 39, 38 and count down. And basically I would stay up when I was a kid with a cassette uh, and I would hold the cassette up to the speaker just to record a song so i'd wait up hours just to hear the top you know few songs um on the charts and that was how i got music when i was a when i was a kid um a late teen you know we're looking at Billie eilish she's like she explodes she's like 16 years old i mean i remember being like 19 years old my friends are in college and i'm like a dropout and i've i don't have an amplifier so i'm like acoustic and then i'm recording on a karaoke machine. So that was something that had two tape decks and it could play, um, it could play a song and you could sing over it and it would record your voice to the, the music that was playing, which was like unbelievable. It's hard for me sometimes when I think about this developmentally, like um, what would have happened if I had everything that I, that I needed like with music and I was around a music community and I was around musicians to kind of show me the way. There were so many mistakes I made, so many like on stage, like performing, learning how to do that. Um, I'm really happy these days that that's, an, that's a handoff. It's like a baton in a relay race or something. We're handing off this baton of information so like kids don't have to sit and be beholden to crappy music now or some neighborhood bully guy telling them what's cool. Like they can go on YouTube and figure out how to do this stuff for themselves. So there's, you know, there's give and take and we, we lose stuff and we're gaining stuff. And a friend of mine um, told me recently, it's interesting to watch you in this period, Bill, because it's not like I'm watching somebody who's trying to hold on to as much as they can. It appears that you're trying to let go of uh, everything you can and hold on to what's necessary and what's meaningful. So that's my reflective head for the week. I'm going to get back to it. Um, in my session yesterday, I went 12 hours and I am going to start all over today because the, the session's a little wonky and I can do a lot better. So world, eat your turkey, take your naps, um, stay positive. And if you're not in the United States, eh, we're doing our best over here. Work in progress. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see. <laughs> Just weird acquittals and bizarre racial trials and Kim Kardashian. Weird. Can, can we just talk about that? Like, so she's, she's, she's dating this guy, Pete Davidson, you know, uh, the guy on SNL. And uh, I actually saw a film with him with Bill Burr, the comedian, and it was a, it takes place in Staten Island. He's the sort of troubled, tattooed emo kid, and I really thought he did a great job. Um, so I don't know much about him. I, I'm a longtime SNL person. Like, I've, I loved, I've loved SNL since I was a kid. And uh, he's now dating 
Kim Kardashian, of course, I have to do like Facebook and Instagram and stuff for, you know, get the music out. So I, I'm on that thing, all those platforms. And it's like, that's the new like talk of the day who Kim's dating and poor Kanye. And I'm like, wow. And I'm looking at this woman. I'm like, what did you do to your face, lady? Well, you carved your face up. Like, I, I sometimes I want to stop these people, these like really bad sort of like tabloidy online people and just like lady you're like encouraging people to follow this woman that has carved her face up like under a scalpel that has like it's not good for people it's like it's it's uh it's like junk food for your head it's bad man and then there's this goofy kid uh oh man we all need instruments and I'm going to head back to mine, but I want to let you know that I'm doing great. Um, I made it three weeks and I don't see any end inside. I love this. I certainly work more and I get a lot done. So from Vaniel Day-Lewis and me, we want to say happy Thanksgiving, happy gratitude day, dance with a loved one, look out for each other and stay positive. You've been listening to Onward with... William McCarthy.